All the latest news, views and reaction to the A-League, the Socceroos and Australian football. This is 442 FM. Hello. And welcome to 442 FM, your weekly update on all things Australian football. It has been a rare round of the Hyundai League where all five home teams won. Um, one of which was Wellington Phoenix, who have, uh, have now got some big question marks over their A League future. With me to discuss that and more, I have Kevin Ayres. Hello. And Con Stamacostas. Hello. And I'm Adam. Back with you for another week. And we've got no John, nor have we got Ben, who was uh, just a little uh, injury replacement. <laughs> Can we call Ben? Twelfth <laughs> uh, man. Twelfth man. Considering he was over for the cricket, that's probably quite appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> and a very good job he did. Um, more impact than David Veer, would you say? I think so, yeah. yeah. And probably here for longer as well. <laughs> and more remembered. More memorable. Yeah. Right then. Yeah, that was a pretty slick intro. That it almost was. Yeah. But, but then we lost it. And then we and then we In just typical style. We just damn it went off tangent. Yeah. <laughs> you, need, you, you need some weak moments. We do. Yeah. It makes the like the, the high the high points yeah. feel even better. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's our excuse, and we're sticking with it. Um. Well, a not so high point of uh, the history of the Hyundai A League potentially happened this week. Um, desperate segues. Desperate. We've known and loved. <laughs> uh, moving swiftly uh, on. It's going. It's going so, worse. Shall we just say? Right. Look, let's right. get to the point. Wellington Phoenix getting kicked out of the A League. What do we think about it? Discuss. <laughs> who says they are? Who says that? Well, I think the FFA have kind of a big say in the matter. It's it's their. Competition. If they pick up the ball and go home with it, that's that's the way it is. But they've, Wellington Phoenix have said we want ten years, and the FFA have said we'll give you four years. That's not being kicked out of the league. It's basically said that they've got no future in the A League beyond two thousand and nineteen. So after four years, we'll kick you out. They've got four years to prepare to be kicked out. Oh, okay. Well, that's a long time. Or, or, or do but, they have, or do they have four years to actually improve and stop? Costing or allegedly costing the FFA three million a year. I think that's probably an optimistic way of looking at it, but I also think it's probably naive as well. I mean, if the FFA wanted Phoenix in the competition, they'd give them ten years. What more do they have to do to prove that they, they've got a future? They're stable. They're solvent. They're a mid-table, sometimes finals contending side. They tick more boxes in Central Coast Mariners, Newcastle Jets and Brisbane Roar right now. And the FFA have still turned around and said, nah, nah. But why would the FFA give them a four-year licence if they don't want them? Because and it's PR. Because it saves them saying, and by the way, you're out at the end of this season. So this way, Phoenix can make the call and say, right, well, do we carry on for four years? What's the point in us being here for another four years? That's right. That's so, a crazy idea. No, it's, yeah, it is crazy from Wellington's perspective. So now it effectively makes the decision for the FFA where Wellington 
within with all good reason can just say well we're not going to f- carry on with this and there's no point for us so we're going to pull the plug on it ourselves and the FFA can turn around and say well you know sure, sure. <laughs> you chose to do that we give you four years so meanwhile every other license in the uh, competition has a license for life have they got life licenses yes now? I thought it was only like five or ten years no a couple of years ago I think it was they gave life. Australian ones who's life licenses for life <laughs> forever aren't, the older, aren't there a few older owners like who's life <laughs> what till eternity infinity gonna, and beyond I was going to make a lowy joke but I thought that was uh, yeah, uh, pro- probably in bad taste, yeah, um, bad yeah. taste. so Mind when they say four, when they say four years, is that because they're preparing to bring another Sydney team in in four years to replace them? I, th- I think. Or they're just. I, I think they're playing cards. Notional, they're playing to cards honest. to see who's going to throw their cards out on the table. As far as if, as far as I can see, this is a move for the TV deal. They're eliminating yes the weakest link, which is. Unfortunately, Wellington yes. doesn't bring anything to the table in terms of TV money. Yes. Doesn't bring anything into te- to the table in terms of TV ratings. Doesn't bring many fans on foot to the stadium. Mm. Uh, if they eliminate Wellington Phoenix, they can bring in another metropolitan team. It's been rumoured that it's going to be Cronulla. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and that will, in turn, bring more TV figures, more fans and bigger hype than anything Wellington Phoenix does. So if it's aimed at the TV deal, the new TV deal goes through in 2017. Uh, so they want them out as soon as possible, and they want a new Metropolitan side in as soon as possible, you would think. And at the beginning of when the A-League first started, wasn't uh, a New Zealand team a prized thing to have? Wasn't that one of the big things that they wanted? You know, you've got... Three million um, potential cust- uh, stakeholders. It um, was, but I mean, you know, there was a, there, there was a lot of aspirational things that were going to happen with the A League back then that haven't happened, and uh, things that have fallen through, uh, and markets that haven't be- developed the way that people had hoped. Um, back then, also when the A League launched, we were still part of the OFC too. Mm. Uh, the whole AFC thing versus OFC does add a whole other level of complication and confusion uh, that you know I think Phoenix have done everything they possibly can to deserve a place in the A-League I think they're a great team I think they're very well managed and have been a worthy addition to the A-League however I can also see where the FFA is coming from Uh, Michael Lynch uh, made the point yesterday there's a whole load of money. If you had given the two and a half, three million a year that the FFA gives Wellington Phoenix, if you'd given all that money to, say, South Melbourne FC, where would South Melbourne FC be today? Hmm. They, and, wouldn't, and be, they that, wouldn't be getting 6,000 fans to their games. And that <laughs> essentially is the argument that the FFA are making in a nutshell. If we'd given well, all the money we've given Phoenix to one of the uh, to a, a, a city club that city club would be doing more for the A-League than Wellington Phoenix but my question is why are they come up with, it, with this decision now who's 
Who's the which master is saying to the FFA get rid of them? No, because the license ex- expires at the end of 2015. Okay, so well, well, Com made a very good point actually before we came in. Um, it's it's just so happened that it's in the week where Australia will play New Zealand in the Rugby World Cup final. I've, I've, so is this like if the All Blacks beat us, you're out of the A League? I think <laughs> Do you know what. I, just is it, fuck you. I think that's what we should make the result be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the H, that, that would be. I think that's down. what we should be playing it's, for. Yeah, it should. That would make rugby yeah. union more interesting. If the All Blacks get in, get past us, do we give them it or do we kick them out? But Wellington stay. Wellington stay if All Blacks win. Yeah, Australia win. But, but if it could be an yeah, incentive it, for them to throw the game. Is it is it out of spite or is it, yeah? Yeah, of, do we do it out of love or out yeah. of respect or out of spite? And, you know, I, I, I was actually thinking out of respect, but actually yeah. out of spite. Out of spite is probably better. It's, it's much more Australian. <laughs> Screw you and the horse you came in there. <laughs> Alright then. Beat us and you're out. So, Devil's Advocate, second team in New Zealand. Give it. <laughs> give it. Yes, because the first worked so well. G- give them a bit of rivalry. You know, but when when they when Wellington play so give, down... Give in, them a second team when they're gone or when they're... If, there's, if they stay. No, the alternative, let, let's double down here. Oh, but so if, double down. So yeah. If, we're, if we're looking at um, expansion... And, and growing the league is taking away one of the teams the way forward. No, it's definitely not. But also giving them a second team is definitely not the way forward. No way. And they, but it's a, you know it's a nice way to be you know. They kind of like yeah. like uh, they kind of like control that gets spirit there. <laughs> I don't want them to take Phoenix away from me though. <laughs> they kind like of like him. the the child that's shunned. Like you've got your favourite, and you've got the other child that like the parents don't take out. To the games, they've left. They're kind of left at home with a mother. That's how it's. That's how it seems like because the other the other clubs can play in the Asian Champions League, but yeah. Wellington can't. Uh, and FFA probably you know always hopes that they don't, they don't uh, make the that. grand final or make the top two. Yeah, but I mean the other thing as well. There's just so many complications to having Phoenix in there, and I still say they're a great team and a well-run team, and we I would like to see them stay. But there are a lot of complications. No women's team. No youth league team, yes. no AFC, no AS- ACL. It creates more problems than it solves. You got to go to New Zealand. You, you have to speak with a strange accent. Uh, <laughs> and and if they're winning after eighty minutes, you got to take your top off. And Wellington is a bit weird because I'm putting that in the positives side of this <laughs> argument. I will a fr- say a friend of mine described Wellington as like being in a twilight zone. Uh, you walk around; it, it feels familiar. It's it's just a little bit off the way they they, they speak. Like you, you think could, this could be like Sydney or um, an Australian t- like a, a, a strange city, but cold it, and at the end of yeah, the world. It's just that's whoa, right. whoa 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 whoa. We've gone off point bit. here. I'm going to bring it back to football. We're not just we're not just slating <laughs> New Zealand as a country. This is not this is not happening well, on my we're podcast. We're slating Wellington as a city. Beautiful but place. I think Wellington's amazing, amazing place. But say Nick, say Wellington's gone right. I've got two things. Will we shed a tear once the new Sydney team is here and it's bringing in thousands of people? Or will will we remember Wellington Phoenix as, um, as a model? Because I think if they... Imagine a Sydney team has the same players that Wellington has, has had um, this season and last season. I think that the squads in the last two seasons have been great to watch. Yep. And I think it would... Um, uh, take a long time for a new startup team to have a squad 
that's in that same quality that uh, Wellington is at the moment. Yeah, but the so thing is, is it just like a rebrand then, like a well, franchise? Just bring them over. Just I, I think essentially that's the Cronulla Phoenix. That's going to be what's going to happen. Make them the Cronulla Phoenix. Well, if you know your Greek mythology, um, the the Phoenix is um, a, a mythical bird that would um, that would die and then be reborn. Yeah, it's already reborn. So it's well, already been reborn from no, Auckland. It, it's it's cyclical. Is it, so is, is so that it's right reborn again. It, it's reborn again. Right. Okay. So it can do this many times, can it? Well, if I knew my <laughs> Greek mythology, I didn't realise there'd be follow-up questions. <laughs> <laughs> I prepared a sentence. <laughs> one sentence of research. You didn't quite think this one through properly, did you? Uh, well, it's more research than you did on Greek mythology this week. <laughs> true. True. Okay. Cronulla. So, a Cronulla team. Like, just before I ask this question, I do think that this is going to make the outside of New South Wales and potentially outside of Sydney, A League fans have a bit more, even more kind of, or even lack, further lack of respect for the FFA because they all think they are very Sydney centric. Is chucking another to, Sydney team into the mix? To be fair, I, I think. Sydney fans are going to feel the same way as well. Well, yeah, yeah. potentially, yeah. Uh, Sydney FC. Especially. I think everybody is going to. It, I don't think this is showing contempt for fans. Uh, Having another Sydney another. team. Yeah, I, I think it's riding roughshod over everything. It's it's basically saying unless you fit in our business plan, unless your fans are a commodity that we can use to sell the sport, we're not interested in you. Uh, and that that's contemptuous it's not saying that fans aren't first but it, only if they are a commodity that we can then sell uh, I think for and if under like these that. circumstances New South Wales hey, sorry Central Coast Mariners Newcastle Jets and at this stage Brisbane Roar have got to be next in the firing line as well well I think that we're paying for the mistakes of the initial start up of the A-League where they just it was just set up as one, one city per town and having eight teams, um, and not, and not having uh, say two two teams from Sydney to begin with, or two teams from uh, Victoria to, to begin with, I think we're paying the mistake for that. We're paying the mistake now. Mm. And I, I ideally you'd want three teams in Sydney, uh, two teams in Melbourne, and then I'd say Canberra, um, Wollongong, uh, because those those places are where Socceroos have come from. Socceroos are bo- but, but do they have the critical mass of population to support them? That's a, that's the FFA. But that's where the players point. come from. That's where they. That's where Socceroos have been born. And and so we we need clubs with that take in these catchments catchment areas. But do we actually cite the club in Wollongong where there's what three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand? But there's there's a youth football system set up. There's a youth football system set up in Canberra. In Canberra. Yeah. They're all set, they're all set up in these areas. But who's actually going? That's who's going to be the players. But who's going to be in the terraces? Yeah, that's what the issue is for the FFA. And and I'm not sure that setting up a team in Cronulla would would be do any better than what Phoenix are doing at the I moment. I think Cronulla Christ. is the most ludicrous bloody idea I've heard in a long time. That's just created by somebody, possibly Lyle Gorman, uh, because he's, that's where he now is with the Cronulla Sharks, Sharks, and thinks, oh, we could set up a, a, a football team here as well. No, you can't. It's a Sydney FC heartland. It's got rugby league entrenched in uh, the area already, and 
there's so many better football places you can go to. And it goes back to what we were joking about a couple of weeks ago. Liverpool FC. Let's get the red kit out. Get the white shirts on. Fairfield. Yep. That's a football heartland. Oh, yeah. That's underserved at the moment. That would be, if we're going to put a third team into Sydney, that's the first place I would be looking at. Um, and there needs to be expansion. There does. Just, there does. Not just, you know, one team, you know, I would prefer Wellington to stay and just another four teams over mm. the next three or four years. And there's so many reasons why they're not doing it. But there's plenty of reasons why you should do it. And they, they just, they'll never be stable. You know how they're waiting for the clubs? We have to make sure the cl- existing clubs will be stable. They'll never be stable. I think they will, but I think it will cost other clubs. And I'm, you know, I was joking earlier about Brisbane Royal Jets and uh, Mariners, but really, you've got to look. The next time Mariners go down and the FFA need to step in, my money is on them not stepping in. They will let the club die and they will bring in another club from somewhere else in one of the metropolitan areas. And that'll be when South Melbourne comes in, mm-hmm. if they ever do. I think, why not South Melbourne? I, I fully agree. I yeah. honestly cannot understand why we haven't already gone to South Melbourne, especially now where we've got that clear air between what was NSL and what is now the A-League. And South Melbourne have stepped up their business ideas. They, uh, they're, you know, they're on board with the concept of the A-League. I think there would be a fantastic addition. If we're going to have another team in Melbourne, I always said rather than Melbourne City, it should have been South Melbourne. Mm. Um, If we're going to have a third team, we definitely has to be Mm. South Melbourne. And one of the reasons for this third Sydney team is to um, add another dimension to the Sydney derby, which I don't think that's going to happen. You know, is there, is there a huge rivalry between Sydney FC and Central Coast Mariners because they're in a fairly close pro- proximity? I tell you, not I th- really. I could see Liverpool versus Western Sydney Wanderers getting quite fun, to be honest. I think I would say yes more than Cronulla versus or Wollongong oh, versus Sydney FC. Cronulla's just not even worth thinking about. Yeah. Wollongong is never going to be. Uh, the South Coast Derby, it's just got nothing there. Yeah. Uh, but Liverpool versus Wanderers, that could be quite fun. But do we need nine derbies in a season? Nine Sydney derbies in a season? Well, that's why you need to expand to 14, 14 teams. So that you only play each other twice. Twice, three yeah. times three. is ridiculous. Yeah. And certainly to have nine derbies like in a Milos, season would be just Milos Ninkovic is just thinking, do I have to score in, in two more derbies now? <laughs> Like two, how many more sons can we find for him? <laughs> I mean, Sydney's got a big population. We've got this conveyor belt of young children <laughs> to sit on his shoulders and be interviewed by Tara Russian. Uh, well, nobody think of the children. You know that kid was a make-a-wish I'm foundation. not taking the mickey out of the kids. Oh, okay. Just want to make that clear. Yeah, yeah, be Just the in. situation. They'll be writing in now. That's funny. There's a t-shirt now. Yeah, I saw that. Somebody, somebody stole the t-shirt yeah, though. So. <laughs> 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 All right. Oh, Kevin is boom boom. Uh, I actually bought one of those t-shirts. Oh, did you? I'm just waiting for it to turn. Awesome. Is it real? Is it a real t-shirt? It's a real t-shirt, and they made me a V-neck version. That's especially. awesome. So I can get my lustrous chest here. Oh, get it out the there. Top. Okay, let's move on. Uh, and I can't think of a segue from Kev's illustrious chest hair <laughs> until Newcastle Jets. So, um, <laughs> illustrious. Oh. Um, At least that's given us an episode name. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. 
me look at it too. This is a podcast, so you didn't get the visuals. You pulled this t shirt down a little bit. All right. All right, please, please move on. Save us. Uh, save us, Carney. Please, Carney, save us. Um, David Carney's ginger chester. No. All right. Okay, and we're back in the game. <laughs> Jets beat Victory. Who's ever thought? Well. Come on, the Jets. Um, and no one did, according to um, Tipping. Yep. No one but that bad boy. Yep. I wonder what the odds would have been on that, because we well, would have uh, had like fairly 15, substantial. 20 bucks, 25 to 1 or something. The Fox Sport Tipping was giving it a, about, I think it was like 90 points for the Newcastle win. Yep, 91 I think it was. Yeah. Which, yeah. Has inspired me into a whole new tipping technique. I know. I, I always think of that tipping technique. So I remember you telling me about it, where you just go for the the one that has the most points. Because the, and over the course of the season, it's going to balance out that yeah. you will be ahead. And, and, and every time I go to do my tips, I look at it and go, "No, I know better." There's, there's no way Jets are winning <laughs> that game. That's just not going to happen. Damn it, Adam! And then it does because the A League is completely and utterly unpredictable. Mm. So, um, and I blame Borussia. Barisha. Yeah, but even if he would, uh, the, the one that, the, the one he's, that he's the, the Wayne Rooney of the A League. He's, he is on the Wayne. Um, train spotting. You know the movie Train Spotting, where they have a theory how they lost it. Is that what, what Barisha's going through now? Where Rem, he's, remind me of theory. Well, most most creative people have a period in their careers where they have it. They're very creative and they they're relevant, and then mm. they just down they go. And in the movie. They, they talk about that and they list all these artists. Boy, had it, lost it. Mm. Lurid, had it, lost it. So, he's Barisha, one of I those. I've watched that movie about half a dozen really? times and I honestly don't remember that park scene. When they're in the park shooting, oh, yeah, shooting dogs Connery with a pellet. Doing the Sean Connery yeah. impersonations. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Lurid, remember that. Had it, go back. One of my favourite theories. Um, okay, let's go back to uh, Jets Victory. <laughs> Sorry, just... There's a lot of tangents going on. Small yeah. diversion. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I think it's... <laughs> is he? Is he? How many seasons? The three or four season wonder. Arisha, Arisha, yeah. Arisha. It's been a month, hasn't he? Is he fifth season? This is this it? must be his fifth season. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's the second season at Victory and three seasons. At he was unlucky yeah. though. He did hit yeah. the bar. Was it the bar or the post? Yeah, he hit he's the post. been he's unlucky, increasingly unlucky. Yeah. No, and yeah. it's set. It's like I said this last week. It's set in last season, and I just think we may have seen the best of oh but the he scored the grand, what about the grand final goal that was I'm not saying he's not scoring goals yeah. I'm just saying we've seen the best of him yeah. and he, he's on the decline and he's no longer the goal machine that he used to be and I'm hoping he's listening to this so he fires up and actually produces yeah. again but at least Jets had their own misfiring forward that missed a hat full of chances oh that, gets, that shot that he missed where he was gifted the ball gifted the ball that was just kind of Back past it, sportingly to the uh, to the goalkeeper. Oh my god! <laughs> no, oh, but and he, he could have had a couple more. So, um, so Jets need one more win to equal their record from last season. Oh wow, <laughs> their win record. <laughs> and that, and if that happens, then they should give the coach uh, more than a three-month rolling contract. It's interesting that this supposed deal with. The Scots still hasn't gone oh. through. Mm. I mean, I, I just don't understand what's happening now. Uh, it seemed like it's been that close to being done for, what, five months now? And the more they're winning, the more the price goes up. Well, you, you would think, think yeah. Uh, 
And certainly, you know, they've proved that what second top of the league? Well, they were fourth, fourth, second equal mm. uh, top of the league. <laughs> How much more do you want from a new prospect uh, if the money's not there? No, is it ever going to be there? But that's like a pattern in A League owners saying we've got the money, we've got the money. And then when it comes down to yeah, you know, showing you cards, it's. Mm. Uh, I'm just surprised it's not been con- concluded by now. I don't know what they can be holding out for. Maybe maybe they they did an, an FFA negotiation tactic on them. You know, we want we we want ten ten years, or we want ten million. We'll give you four. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like the like haggling in Southeast Asia, it, where you give something a ridiculously low offer and then start to walk away and they're like no 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 no, no, no come back come back come back. <laughs> I think it, it's possibly also the PFA CBA style negotiations as well, saying we'll give you it for four million, but we're not going to put that in writing. So yes. just give us the ten million right now, and we'll give you six million back. But we won't put that in writing, okay? They're probably saying they've got to be called Dundee Jets. I wouldn't have any problem with that. Actually, well, Newcastle United, I think more likely. Yeah, Newcastle United. Go back to Newcastle United. I'm uh, tying my shoelace. That's why I'm suddenly closer to the microphone. So um, it could have been a done deal from Dundee. Oh. <laughs> you just came up with that, didn't you? Well done. There you go. Use that. Wasted in advertising. Man. Headline tomorrow. Um, okay, we, we've we've already had a good old chat about the Phoenix. Um, but, but, but I just want to talk. Um, nah, about moved on, cunt. David no, Carney. I'm joking, go on. Just about, let's <laughs> no, no, he, he definitely deserves say, it. David yeah, Carney deserves yeah. it. It's season yeah. one, David Carney. When yep. he was going, when he was absolutely on fire yeah. for Sydney FC, like, when he was on the cover of Four Four Two's first issue. Yep. Oh, yes, two thousand and five. Yes, I remember that. And That's, he was, you know, he, he, I, I've always, always said he is a great player. He just needs game time and a, a coach that believes in him. Uh, and to be played in the right position up yeah. front in an attack. He's not, not a frozen defender, out. Not frozen out, not mm. left on the bench, not uh, playing at left back. Uh, he's a great attacking player. And uh, those people who uh, tried to take the mickey when I put him into my draft A-League team, who's laughing now? <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Very good. Uh, no, he definitely deserves every credit. Literally everything that, that uh, Newcastle did that was good came through Carney at some yeah. point. He is uh, Newcastle's Moy. Mm. He had four. Like he had one one cross that was became a cross shot, and then he had um, an audacious lob that almost went in, and then yeah. he had a, he cracked another one that the goalkeeper saved, and then <laughs> and then that's what wasn't it? What's your what favourite term for? The Thunder Bastard? Thunder Bastard, yeah. In a, in a week, Thunder Bastards, I should add. Um, he actually didn't look like he hit it that well. I thought it had taken a deflection at first. Mm. It was almost like, you know, like the, the baseball pitch that is actually a, a little bit slower than they normally, yeah. than they normally pitch at. Yeah. And it kind of looks like that, but it, it doesn't, it barely moves in the, in the air. What's that? And, they um, um, what do they call that one? Where it just dips. Mm. Yeah. Um... It's not a curveball, yeah. it's not like a knuckleball. Knuckleball, yeah. yeah. Very good. Well done, Carney. Mm. Phoenix. The cake team was full of goals. There was more goals than seasons of extension. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but McGlinchey, his was, his was one. Yeah, beautiful free what kick. What a free kick that beautiful. was. Beautiful. Oh. He's still it's a excellent. great player, McGlinchey. 
Uh, I mean, if the the upside to losing Phoenix is McGlinchey is back in the Australian mainland again, then yeah, I'm all in favour of it. Actually, and get to see more of him. Yeah, in the flesh. No, he, he, he was he was great again. And um, um, uh, did you see Merrick came out after the game when he was in, in the press conference afterwards, or maybe it was just a, a question on the on the pitch after the game? And he said, uh, it was like, oh, I said, it was a great game, attacking football. And he was like, that's what we do. That's our game plan for this season. It's, it's attack. We were 3-2 up with a, a minutes left on, on the clock and we brought on a striker. Um, that's what you're going to expect from, Melbourne, uh, from Wellington Phoenix this season. I'm kind of, as a Sydney FC fan, I'm jealous because Sydney yeah. FC this year is going to be all about defence. But you, yeah. you, Wellington Phoenix, you can't have them... You know their, their main weapon is not their defence at all, <laughs> but they do have a uh, I think a, an attack that's um, up there with m- most of the other teams. Oh, it was good to see and surprising to see Blake Powell mm. know, the uh, the score sheet because it did look like his career was over after he left Sydney. Yeah, uh, and you know he's got a lot to prove, I guess, uh, that uh, he has still got a career ahead of him. It was a good goal and yeah. played well. Yep, picked up the right spot. Yep, where you want him. <laughs> Uh, but oh yeah, some uh, McGlinchey has created more chances than any other player in the A League this season. Eleven, eleven wow. in three games. That's not bad going, is it? That's pretty good. Pretty damn good. Um, what about Raw? Um, I think when McLaren's not scoring, Raw aren't winning. Seems to be the, the basic equation. Uh, he was pretty much taken out of the the action. I think closed down. Denied any uh, space, and as a result, they uh, they managed to to limit them. Uh, but it was just a, a case of who was going to score more. I think to, yeah. to ultimately rule this game, the defences weren't up to much. Jade North getting in the goal, mm. uh, the goal action, yeah. more at the wrong end of the pitch than uh, <laughs> yeah. he should have been. I wonder if he, he put it in and went. Was that the right call? Yes, it was. <laughs> so I can celebrate. <laughs> um, but actually, you know, to say that say that Phoenix conceded two goals, I actually thought they defended fairly well, like much better than they defended much more as a unit than they have done in uh, in previous weeks mm. or in in the last two weeks. Um, but Brisbane are just—they do look good in attack. They they do look good. Yeah, I think they're just going to get better as well. Um, once they uh, they bring Clute on more often, <laughs> yeah, <they're not. laughs> it's my obligatory Clute who's, mention. Who's playing in, instead of Clute? Uh, pretty much Lustica, kind of. I mean, Lustica's more of a, a forward attacking player, yeah. but uh, Clute can sort of go from is a deep lying midfielder that can go whole front end of the, mm. the pitch. Uh, yeah, I think I would have Clute on before Lustica. They've already got enough firepower up front with uh, McLaren. Lustig is more more of a defensive player, though, isn't he? He can do more of that, cover more ground. Probably, so yeah. Maybe that's yeah. I think one ingredient they are missing, which we should probably reference, is Bratton from last season. Yeah. Uh, if they'd still had him there, I think it would have been a key ingredient. Um, but he's now off to Manchester City. And I wonder if well, he's going to have the um, the dread look. I don't think he will ever see those corners again. Just if he ever, oh my gosh, actually wants to play a game, start get on the pitch. That must have been a bet lost. I, th- I I think the reason why this signing has taken so long for City to actually pick him up, they were waiting for him to grow out. 
And they were like, I'm sorry, we can't do an announcement with you with a shirt jersey with your name on it with that hair. So come back in a few months and we'll we'll talk again. The black players would have just said, sorry, you're not... You've no, got no soul, no man. Our culture's been appropriated yeah. by too many white people. Yeah. You can't be in that list. Yeah. Go back to Bali. Yeah. <laughs> um, quick one on Bratton. What the hell? <laughs> what the absolute hell? What actually does get... I, I think Bratton's a good player, but when you've got... If you had to choose between a player that plays from one of your own clubs, Moy, for example, mm. and Luke Bratton, why would you go for Brett? I, I, I'm not saying he's a bad player, no. but from a and, and and the city must have done their homework and must have seen something in him that they they like and they want to try and develop. But he's he's 25. Mm. He hasn't played once for the Socceroos, I don't think. Mm. He's, I, I, I think, think he's I, been in the squad. I'm not sure if he actually made it on. He's, he's, he's definitely played in in some of the youth teams, but I don't I don't think he's he's got one uh, uh, cap for Socceroos. Of, of this huge pool of, of youth t- players that are kind of coming through, and he's not even that young, how he's found himself in uh, in, in the City, you know, trials, at least. Do you think he'll be playing for City, though? Or will he be shipped to... I've, got a, I've heard rumours he'll be going to um, Ma- uh, Melbourne City. No. No, he's that's going not to, going to happen. No, he's going to, Melbourne, he's going to Bolton Wanderers. Uh, until January. Oh, he's on loan there. He's on loan to yeah. Bolton Wanderers until January, and then they're going to decide where he's going to from there. Yeah. But so far, according to Daniel Garbin, Fox Sports News, who did break the news last night, uh, to give him his due, he, uh, Melbourne City apparently hasn't never come up in discussions at all. Oh, okay. Uh, it's not featured. So it would be the automatic choice, you would think, but uh, apparently not. That's a weird club to go to. Um, Bolt. Well, he was trialling with them uh, recently, which is when uh, oh. a certain uh, other podcast decided to try and undermine the story about him going to Manchester City by saying that he was actually trialling with with uh, Bolton. But obviously, that was all part of the the setup deal that City were putting in action. I think Ange has done him a big favour by getting him in the Socceroos squads. The last two well, I mean, as well. That's one of the purposes. That's where a lot of the players that are in the soccer is now and aren't necessarily big-name clubs. That's where they were missing out on with Osik and uh, for Beek. They weren't getting this chance to showcase it yeah. on and you know, have that on their CV. Yeah. Uh, and then when they did get played by these guys, they were set up to fail yeah. uh, by Verbeek and Osik. So yeah. they never got the chance to shine. Ange is doing so many good favours to yeah. so many decent players but there's stuff mm-hmm. that should have been happening to them earlier yeah. and it's why you've got players like Luke Bratton at 25, 25 yeah. getting these opportunities if you look at the whole Socceroos team we don't have a young Socceroos team at the moment it's just an inexperienced one because of the way that Verbeek and Osiak uh, set up because mm. I'd like to see Bratton do well but I, I've got my doubts about the championship because he's not the fastest player right it's more about his passing that's that's the biggest. That's his biggest asset. So I wonder how he's going to cope, having to run kilometres. Well, do you know what? I, I, I watch a fair amount of the championship being a, a, a Blackburn fan, so I generally watch it through my fingers mm. with my head in my hands. <laughs> um, but and, and and no, you, you don't necessarily need to do that. It's, mm. it's a bit. It's a bit of a myth. It's, it's a tough league. Yeah. You need to be. You need to be physically strong, um, <coughs> but you also need to be technically good as well. You know. A, a, Players do. 
you do need to have that kind of um, uh, kind of anaerobic, anaerobic f- fitness and yeah. capacity about you yeah. to, to sort of, especially if he's going to sit as a box to box. But Bolton aren't, aren't doing brilliantly this uh, this season, so yeah, they're actually bottom, aren't they? They um, they need the help all they all the help they can get. Mm-hmm. Um, very good. Join us after this break. That um, I'm just going to record now. Have you signed up to 442 FC? You would have been amongst the first to get the news of Luke Bratton signing for Manchester City. <laughs> Plus freebies and giveaways and competitions. Competitions. <laughs> And really bad adverts. <laughs> Made up in the spur of the moment. <laughs> no, back to the action. <laughs> Thanks, Adam and Kev, for that. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're back, and we're just about to talk about the, uh, the Sydney derby. Worst jingle ever. <laughs> <laughs> My bit was good. <laughs> um, all right, the main event. 40-odd thousand? Was it just short of 41,000? 40,555. Oh, well. 539, I guess. What's capacity? There wasn't 45,500, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I could not see 5,000 seats. It looked empty to me, but apparently in the corners above the cameras, there was big gaps. But apart from that, it was pretty jam-packed. Yeah. It It was a great atmosphere. You know, we've we've come to expect that from the Sydney derbies, uh, but it was it, it was good. The I atmosphere. would say that's probably the best derby atmosphere. I think. Yeah. Yeah. What do you uh, think? Kurt? I think uh, there were more Sydney FC fans this time around mm. compared to the last one. Yeah. Um, last time I thought it was pretty even, but uh, <coughs> uh, there was more, and I was hoping there would be goals, but there was only one goal. But what about the before we get into the game? What about Tifogate? We've got to talk about that. That was what a what a start to like that just that just set up. If 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 we scripted that, like how do we fire up the game? How do we fire up the boys? Take it to the next level. Take yeah. it to the next level. That would be a brilliant script. So if it's if it's a manufactured uh, thing that happened, that you know Sydney FC used it to, you know, it wasn't stolen. Um, oh, is that <coughs> well? That's what one theory was going on. Like, there, was, there was a couple of theories. One that it never exists in the first place. Yes. That Sydney FC fans are just left too late to yes. go manufactured this story yes. to cover themselves. Yeah, I like that. Uh, the other one that w- wasn't stolen at all, uh, and it was just trying to lay the blame at Wanderers as yeah. a bit of hype. Yeah. Uh, there was also the theory that there was a couple of international film crews in town uh, for the derby. And well, the, we, we, knew, we knew of one. We knew, yeah, knew of a couple, actually. I've never heard, I haven't heard these fights. Uh, yeah. And uh, they may have encouraged people to, to uh, do stuff they shouldn't have done, or, or just people playing up for the cameras to add an extra dimension to things, but I'm sure that's not the case either. Which international... What Cop and 90 that? were in... Uh, Who was it? Cop and 90 were filming. And Who were they? It's a big uh, website, uh, oh, Facebook okay. page, video, they do documentaries as well. And World of Football, uh, who do stuff for BT Sport and wow. BN Sport, were also over for the uh, the Derby too. Uh, and both have been interviewing fans and stuff beforehand. So some fans may have got a bit carried away with the uh, the attention, wanted to add an extra layer of intrigue to it. Who knows? 
And I, I walked into the stadium, and the first thing I saw was a Western Wanderers fan being, uh, you know, quote, quote, uh, interviewed, unquote, by the police. So that was a good start. Um, I missed the, the walk by the Wanderers fans, the famous march into the stadium. Oh, yeah. No, I saw um, video footage of it. But, yeah, I thought the, the atmosphere was amazing. Like, it's just so... Um, it's up there with European games and it's so, it's like, it's worth 10, 10 rounds of the A-League is worth one, this one game. Mm. Like as a, uh, advertisement for the game. So, was, so before when you said, um, we shouldn't have, uh, why are we playing like three, three games mm. against the same team? Uh, that is one of my reasons why we should be playing it's actually one of my reasons why we shouldn't because we can't have that every week that's not going to happen every week but we should at least have it a few more times why not have an extra time we've got six times of that as it is do we not? four times? sorry? no three home and away and then three six what including the Melbourne derby as well? are you including Melbourne and Sydney derby? No, I'm not. I'm just getting it all. <laughs> there, if there was another team, there would be six. Yes. No. Yes. yes. Is that right? <laughs> three times. Uh, we should do another jingle. Three times just three. There, would nine. there would be nine. We're good at words. We do words. We don't, we don't do numbers. Would there be nine? Numbers aren't great. Uh, three times three times three is nine, right? No. Exactly. That's 27. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus. I mean, right. Anyway, I think right, more importantly, I think we should point out that uh, our resident Sydney FC fan, Con, is actually wearing Adidas sneakers, which are in Western Sydney. Oh, colours. Well, my phone cover is almost sky blue. That's teal, mate. Um, <laughs> yes. But uh, I actually... Um, I, I was in the Cove in the first... Uh, First half, and the most exciting thing was um, was when Western Sydney Wanderers uh, had a goal ruled offside, and that was you know when they when there's a, when there's a goal scored, the Cove throw beers up in the air, yeah. and that elicited beers being thrown in the air as well. So that was like a goal uh, for the Sydney FC fans, and yeah. that was onside, right? It was. Yeah. Well, it was level. There were, his, I, his knee I wasn't have, it. His knee was offside. According to Brenton's speed, yes. According to anybody else with half a brain, <laughs> so it was level. If you if you look Brenton at Brenton's speed, the referee's friend. Oh. If you look at Fatty, his his leg is kind of his his calf is keeping him onside. Yeah. And um, so for me, that's that's offside. What I really thought was it no, it's not. What was really interesting was Fox. Sports did the graphic to show that it was offside, but they actually drew the line inside the boot to make it sure that it was offside when it should be the furthest back point. And yeah. if you do that, then it, it's level and it's it's far too close to even pretend to call. Uh, if it's level, it's not offside. Game on, go. I think that more strikers. I think we should be giving the benefit of the doubt more often. Than yeah, that. of course. If you. Or having to guess, and the referee, the assistant referee, clearly had to guess. Then just ignore, just go with what you see. What a superb header as well! That oh, is yeah, just that was, great. that was ridiculous. Yeah. Worthy of a goal. There's too few goals to start ruling them out arbitrarily. Yeah, I thought it was a boring game though. It was a shocker. The atmosphere was great, but the, uh, both teams weren't set up. 
I don't know. I thought Sydney's just going to be all about defence, and they—I don't understand their their formation this year. They've got Ninkovic playing on the left midfield, yeah. And I think there's too many Milosers in that team. Um, and I also think, why would you bring in a right winger in Holosco when you've got Andrew Hall? Because once he came on, he, was he changed the game. Yeah, him and Tavares as well. I thought. Um, I think. I thought I think Tavares should be playing. Milos doesn't seem there this season at the moment for me. Milos uh, Dimitrovic, sorry, <laughs> Milos Dimitrovic, but Milos Ninkovic. That was I'd love to see him in, in the middle of the park, and him getting more sights on goal because I think he's being wasted out. Ninkovic is, yeah, is really impressing so far. I think he's, he's doing I, really well. I'm not I'm not completely wowed by him. Oh well, yeah, he's he, he's got quite a nice touch, but I, but maybe it's the position he's playing. And he's not—he's not, he's not I, impacting himself on on the game as much. I reckon if he was in the middle, he would be as good as Ono. His influence would be like Ono esque. They were very, very Shinji Ono central uh, Sydney as well. Yeah, they just didn't seem to be pushing up the wings in any way, shape, or form, or using the width in the slightest. It, it was all just straight exactly. through the centre, straight through. But the that's center. it. You, you lose—you lose a beanie who is just this natural, has this tendency yeah. to drift as far wide as you can. And and Holosko pulls in. He's always coming inside. Yeah, yeah. You've got Brosk, who I'm not sure if he's meant to go, if he's meant to be central or if he's meant to be left behind he's, Smeltz. He's playing behind Smeltz. So then, so and then Smeltz isn't offering anything either. Smeltz is just very busy. Smeltz, I, I barely, you barely know that he's on the pitch. Yeah. Which you know is fair enough if he's popping up at the right time and just slotting at home, uh, Putcher's goals or whatever. But that's not happening. No. And he was being used with Yanko. I thought they had a pretty good partnership when they played, when they both played together. But it was, I don't know, maybe Namov, Namov wasn't playing in that game either. Mm. So, um, what's, what's happened think, with him? Is he, is he injured? Or? He, was, he played the Newcastle Jets game. The whole um, game? 60 minutes he played in that game. Okay. But I think, yeah, it's going to take a while for Arnold to to figure out what his um, best yeah. lineup is. Yeah. But when you've got. Lucky we've got Brandon O'Neill just coming up with amazing balls to set up goals because so that was another one that was that was we went and saw Paul Gascoigne mm. um, movie that was a, like a Paul Gascoigne mm. pass yeah it was yeah. when he was knackered <laughs> that was a line of it wasn't it that was hilarious if he, if he doesn't have any more energy in the tank he'll he'll make this amazing pass <laughs> the only time he'll the pass. only time he'll pass <laughs> um, Wanderers. I actually thought Wanderers were the better team. I, 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 I two think they, very bad teams, though, to yeah. be fair. You know. I, I think if Castellin, because he he looked oh, he fairly up for it, and, yeah. and that, the one run that he did do caused that slightly immobile Sydney defence uh, issues, and then and then he goes off injured, which I I thought that was a big loss to the, the spectacle of the game as a. So yeah, he was he was causing problems. Vitasic, I think, looked okay. He was popping up, but he didn't have the finished product. Yeah, I thought Mitch Nichols had a great game um, for the Wanderers. He was he was causing them problems, and he was he was singled out uh, before the game as a player that Sydney FC had to watch. Yeah. I, um, when I when I interviewed Ryan Grant before the game, um, he said that, and I also think uh, Pio Vakari has got. Uh, a barge ass. A barge, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It reminds no, me I, of I Lucas Neal. Yeah. When Lucas Neal was, had a hefty 
backside. Well, you, you heard this um, thing about he had to get specially made shorts to fit over his thighs. <laughs> oh Did you hear about that? No, Pia Vicari. Seriously? Apparently he rocked up to training uh, oh, his first wow. day and his, his t- shorts were too tight and he was like, I can't wear these, you need to get me some bigger shorts. <laughs> like, Roberto Carlos stuff? Yeah, and they're like, the biggest ones we've got. And they were like, well, you better make me some... Oh, we need a thigh off. Yeah. <laughs> we need... We... <laughs> Thighs them up. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> come on. Get on the phone, find out how many inches. All right. Oh, speak to your pizza guy to speak to him in Italian. Well, yes, yes. Yeah. And um, and get him to measure his calves. Well, there have uh, been thigh, sorry. there have been a lot of sightings of Pivacari around pizza shops in Sydney. I've heard. Mm, He's been tell. doing the rounds. Uh, he, he did make a, a lovely little turn to put himself into the box in the second half and if it wasn't for Matt German mm. I, I, that's a match saving tackle for me it was brilliant yes yeah. I, I actually thought Matt German had a really good game yeah oh, there was one little f- flick pass he gave in the box do you remember that he shanked the pass I thought that was that could have been very dangerous a lot of errors and it yeah. was just ugly it's just people running into each other falling over each other there was no room no quarter given by anybody and even to their own teammates it was just oh, just I hated it and some of the finishing was just diabolical all the uh, the finishing quality of the 1970s British <laughs> production line as I said on Twitter <laughs> just, say that again all the finishing quality of a 1970s British Leyland production line. British Leyland? Yeah, Morris Marinas, makers of Morris Oh, Marina. yes, yes. Um, All yeah. the British cars. And it's a shame. To, and what about the crowd, the viewing figure? I saw you this made a hilarious just, tweet yeah. on that. That's just bizarre. 90,000. No, 80,000. 79,000, 80,000. That can't be right. What's going on? Everyone was there. Weren't they getting 500,000 when Del Piero was... Uh, well, no, they weren't. 250,000 or something like that? The three derbies last season together with were 125,000, 135,000, 154,000, I think it was. But wasn't SBS getting 500,000? When I don't know. I don't think they had, they had the, a derby on a Friday night, so they never got one. Oh, um, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, as I say, last season Fox Sports were getting 125, 135, 154 for the three derbies. Uh I'd been having a conversation with one TV person about whether it was going to be over 125 or over 150 for this one, uh, to, for it to come in at 79. I know there was jaws dropped all around yeah. Art Tarman uh, and uh, a uh, broadcast way. Uh, people just cannot get their head around that figure. It doesn't. It just doesn't tie in with anything. I mean, I look back on our web stats for this same weekend last year. We were up fifty. We were up fifty percent website hits, and mm. it was all for Derby stories. There was no lack of interest in the yeah. game, uh, and in terms of user numbers, we were up one hundred and fifty percent of what we were last year. So increased, it's increased in traffic, one hundred and fifty percent increased uh, u- unique users, one hundred and fifty percent. Wow! Uh, so there's no shortage of interest in the game. There was people I know that have no interest in the A League watching the game. I could see it on Twitter. I was talking to them on Twitter mm. about it. I cannot understand for the life of me where this 79,000, 80,000 figure comes from. I spoke to other people as well within the industry and they say, well look, Oztam provide those numbers. It's based on a panel. It's not necessarily the most scientific. Um, based on a panel? It's a panel of viewers. Uh, they have a select group of about That's a thousand. Weird. A thousand people who register what they're watching. When they've got boxes, wouldn't they have the accurate, accurate figures? Well, 
you would think Foxtel would have exact figures about mm. what was watched. You've got things like Foxtel Play and Foxtel Go, which are adding an, uh, a level of That's confusion right. for it. But the thing that doesn't make any sense at all, though, is if it was reflective of a downward trend, which is what somebody was trying to tell me in A-League Interest, it doesn't match up with the Sunday night figures. Because 72,000 watched uh, Perth and Adelaide and 73,000 watched Melbourne City what? and uh, a Central Coast Mariners. So That's ridiculous. I cannot believe that 8, only 6,000 more that we're going to watch ridiculous. the derby. Mm. Uh, none of it makes sense. It just doesn't make sense. I think it's either a very, very strange statistical aberration or somebody somewhere has actually made a mistake. Yeah. Mm. But if it was to continue, the impact on the value of the TV deal has got to be huge. That's the showpiece event for the A-League, second only to the grand final. If that's not going to get eyeballs... But I think year on year, the quality of imports has gotten down lower. When you had... I wouldn't say that's true, to be honest. But I, I, Necessarily. I, in terms of getting the, getting the person who's a sports lover um, interested and getting the person who's like a Euro snob interested, I think those imports, that, the, the season when we had the high watermark of Del Piero, Heskey and Ono, mm-hmm. and then the next season, okay, uh, we, we didn't have quite the same, but we still had players like Yanko... We still have players like Nathan Burns. Um, those players have gone now. And I think the level of play, um, the level of imports that we brought in, I don't think it's... I don't think anybody was tuning in for Yanko last season, though, to be honest. You don't think so? No. Not, yeah. Certainly not this time of last season. Uh, and yet, you know, Del Piero is not going to be... isn't the yardstick we can use to mm. compare, because that's always mm. going to be off the charts. Uh, and if we had somebody like that, then yes, things would definitely be better. But the quality of football is better, should be better. Mm. Actually, maybe not, but I think we probably know that better than most of the people who'd be tuning in necessarily at mm. this time of the year. Yeah. I, I just don't think there isn't this A-list celeb footballer, which, as a, as, as a football purist, I, I, I'm not that bothered about seeing in the A-League. Yeah. I, I would rather the bringing in players that are in their mid to late twenties, top of their game, and they it's improving the game and the uh, and the league, and also the players that they play around as well. So the, some of the younger Aussies that are, that are still in the league. However, there isn't enough football purists in in, in the country that are, that are going to, yeah. to the, the yeah, A-League. They, they, they would count. rather see Del Piero creaking around on a Zimmer frame yeah. around the centre circle, not moving more than two yards, than watch Aaron Moy. Uh, and Aaron Moy would win for me every single time. I yeah. would just watch back-to-back games with Aaron Moy mm. easily over at Del Piero. But I can understand why people, other people wouldn't. And unfortunately, just going to Serbia and picking up the best free transfers we can get um, maybe isn't the uh, isn't putting bums on seats. I think my other more deeper worrying concern is that the Wanderers' continuing bad run is going to have a long-lasting effect on things like interest in the derby and interest in football. I think Wanderers. The best thing about Wanderers at the moment is the fans, uh, and that's not sustainable. Mm. They need a team there as well. Yeah. Uh, and at the moment, we've still got big, big doubts over whether or not Papa can ever back up those first yeah, two he seasons. Shattered after that game, Popovich. It's, uh, shattered, looked shattered. 
it's a, it's a big concern. I think we, you know, if Popper hasn't got things back on track by Christmas, uh, the owners are going to have to look at bringing in a new coach, no matter how painful that is. Hmm. Right, so Milos Ninkovic jumps into the cove and emerges as a Sydney legend as he scores the winning goal. With a random child on goal. his shoulders. With a child on his shoulders. Um, the other game of the, oh no sorry it was the, the Sunday game City versus Mariners that um, that got as much viewers as uh, as many viewers as uh, as the Sydney Derby did um, deservedly so because it was an absolute <coughs> belter match great game Jesus City looked up for this didn't they yeah, yeah. and they had to be yeah because uh, I mean we we talked about this during the last podcast if Van Schip didn't win that game you got to say he was out in his arse or he at any other club he would have been out in his arse yeah. uh, but the players really looked like they'd responded and were up for it and went hell for leather but also you know fair play to Mariners I th- really enjoyed watching them yeah that contributed a lot to the quality of that game yep I thought uh, I mean the defence may not be up to much but it's mm. bloody entertaining to watch and uh, Fitzgerald Cole yeah. is just I don't think cracker. if that net yeah. had been there uh, I think uh, probably still would have been flying up towards Sydney so, f- interesting couple of stats on Fitzgerald. Um, last season, he had the most shots on goal, 65, uh, with Berisha, only scoring two goals, though. Um, and he's had the most shots for a midfielder this season. He's not afraid to let He has a crack. Up. He'll go from anywhere as well. Yeah. Like, you know, halfway line, if need be. <laughs> it's good to see him going in there. Yeah. Well, when I interviewed um, Tony Wamsley, the coach, he he uh, singled out Fitzgerald as saying that their season depends on him having a fi- having a finished product at the end of all those shots. So uh, he was if he just gets a bit of composure and relaxes a little bit. Speaking as an ex striker myself, <laughs> I think um, yeah. But if you're having shots, if you're having thunderbusters like that, yeah, don't worry about composure. More of the <laughs> same, please. But, but the, yeah, as you said, the Mariners have had a. Um, I, I, th- I think they've had a pretty good start. Really, there's a lot of um, a lot of positives to come mm. out of there. As you said, that youthful defence is um, is going to be exposed at times. Look, you know, I, th- I don't think they're any worse in defence than say Adelaide were the first season under Joseph Gombo either. Uh, you know, they're making exactly the same errors that Adelaide were making back then, trying to play out from defence. Mm. Uh, leaving themselves open, they may not have Galekovic in goals to necessarily save them as much as uh, a uh, Adelaide were protected. Well, they don't have Liam Reddy in goal either. No, Reddy Gate. Yeah. Reddy Gate. Do you remember when we went to the Mariners training and <laughs> Liam Reddy comes up to us and says, "Where are you guys from?" And we say four four two, and he goes, "Must be a fucking slow news day if you're fucking up here." <laughs> Do you remember Well, that? there goes our PG-13 rating. <laughs> I, I think I dropped an F-bomb <laughs> before as well. So, oh, uh, I had to say that story. Come on. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's in, we'll beep out is that indicative of who Liam Reddy is? Yeah, it's true. That yeah. kind of attitude? And if that's yeah. the attitude is showing to like two journalists who, um, who, who are there to like try and get some decent coverage for the And, and you're slamming your club yeah. mm. I think in the first... You know, find out who we are first, have a bit of banter, then maybe the yeah. first thing you say is shitting on your own team. I don't know about that. Mm. It's, you know, it, the news of uh, his suspension for disciplinary problems came out on Back to the Future Day. 
which was <laughs> interesting because it's a certain uh, amount def- of irony there. Definitely a lot of uh, deja vu going on with that. Great Scott! <laughs> <laughs> well done, that's great. <laughs> um, all right, what about Bruno? He's pretty good, isn't he? He is the striker that City and Hart have been crying out for. And my fantasy football team, though. Have you took him in? I have. Before this game? No. Uh, <laughs> nice. Close, close to the game. I wish I had done my research. Where's he come from? Uruguay. I but don't where, know. Do you know so he, he played in, I think he played in Uruguay before he came here. Or, um, But he hasn't, you know, he's by no means prolific. You know, you look at some of his scoring records in in his in his last few clubs, and you know it's like fifty appearances, three goals, mm. seventeen and two. Um, a few times he played over twenty games and didn't score a goal oh, okay. for his clubs. So you know he scored three and three here, and he's the one that scored that goal where he did this little flick, like a um, in this game improvised flick. No, the game against Melbourne victory where he just flicked the mm. ball around and then just got to the ball before. Danny Vukovic, I thought yeah. that was an amazing piece of skill, and he he looks uh, he, he looks a player, doesn't he? This is his ninth club in seven years. Though. I mean, that, that's an impressive journeyman record, yeah, right there. Nine in seven. Nine in seven. Wow. So, um, Nacional, San Lorenzo, Recreativo Huelva, Nacional again, Panathinaikos, Danubio, Figueirense. And now Melbourne City. Wow. And has scored the grand total of 9, 11, 13, 23 goals before he got to Melbourne City. Wow. There we go. In in a lot of appearances. You know, you're looking oh, at yeah. 300 appearances there, maybe. Maybe 200. Um, so, yeah, far from prolific. So maybe he's found his found his level. Mm. And, uh, and more of it. He has this really nice knack of uh, of turning. The ball comes, you know, he's either got his back to goal or mm. he's kind of he's, he's, um, half half on, and he just turns with so much ease and manages <coughs> to get a shot. Mm. Um, uh, you know, it's those sort of strikers that you can just tell they're just natural. Mm. You know, they're just born to be in the box. Um, so, so yeah, no, that's good. So having Azza, Aaron Moy slipping balls into him. Um, in and around the box. <laughs> I like that. And uh, Aaron Moy, as Aaron now. Moy is a young. Uh, oh, I'm gonna fuck it up. Um, sorry. <laughs> oh, How just seriously. PG thirteen. Sorry. Children, um, bleep them out. Yeah. As soon as you hear Con talking, just cover your ears. <laughs> <too>. um, <laughs> we need to get that. You know, when uh, on Triple J, they they start huh? So the, this this song has the, the Avengers, right. the Avengers, right. the Avengers dude, that's in the wheelchair. Not the Avengers dude, the um, <laughs> Star Trek, the Star Trek bald guy, Jean Luc Picard. No, um, are you talking about X Men? Are you talking? Yeah, X Men. <laughs> the X Men. That's who I remember. Yeah. 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 What's his name? Um, I have no Stuart. idea what we're no, talking um, about. Patrick. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Yes. There we Patrick go. Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Aaron Moy is a young Patrick Stewart. Yeah, there you go. I, uh, <laughs> I don't think he's going to put that on his Wikipedia page. No, but... <laughs> Just, I'll go with lead singer from Caribou. Ah, who is that? <laughs> Canadian. And oh, okay. uh, Arjun Robin. Oh, he does look a bit Arjun yeah, Robin. He's yeah, very okay. Arjun Robin. Yeah. He's got a bit like a bit more of a chunky face, but um, but yeah, I can see. Uh, a bit more robust than Patrick Arjun Robin Stewart. as well. There's, there's moments where he's yeah. make it happen. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Make so, it so. Uh, Make it so. Make it so. So we have... Um, before we go on to the, the the Glory Adelaide game, which will round off our pod, it's already been a monster. Um, quick one on Con's very interesting chat with Bozza in the uh, in, in the current issue of 442. Tell us a bit about it, mate. Well, Mark Bosnich is probably one a handful of players um, that are, uh, can be classed world class, and Bosnich uh, in that interview was very frank with a lot of things that he said. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the funniest things was uh, when we when I asked him about the salute that he gave to Jurgen Klinsmann. No, the Nazi salute that he gave to the Tottenham fans. Um, and the question was, what were you thinking? And the reply was, not very much. <laughs> um, so I thought uh, that was pretty funny to hear that. Um, and also his... Uh, uh, um, when he talked about Manchester United uh, I think you could see a tinge of regret and excitement about being amongst all those players mm. so when he would talk about being you know, in the, in the dressing room with David Beckham and Dwight York and Scalzi and Roy Keane um, it just his face lit up but then you know, when you mention um, him and Alex Ferguson uh, and the fallout and uh, only being there for one season, you could tell, mm. like, um, you know, there's kind there's of a, a tinge of regret there, there, and that's mm. when it goes downhill. And he's pretty open about it, you know, he's, uh, what happened to him at Chelsea as well. And um, and I think uh, the biggest thing that came out is just how much he loves um, the A League and the Socceroos, and how much he wants it to grow as well. So yeah, I just thought it was an amazing experience. Almost spent an hour with him, um, and. Uh, you should go out and buy the mag and read the interview because it, it was 8,000 words of Mark Bosnich talking about his life. So 8,000 fascinating words. Yes. Don't, let, don't let that number put you off. It's all broken down to small bits. Yes, it's make it sections. Nice and and <laughs> read it in a few sittings. Yeah. A couple of toilet sessions. Um, <laughs> it is, no, it's, it, in all honesty, it's a fantastic read. Um, go out and buy the mag, celebrate our 10th birthday with us. Um, Special collector's issue. Collect, collect away. Uh, lovely old job. So, Perth Glory Adelaide was the, the the final game to round it off. What the hell has happened to Adelaide? Bring back Gombau. Yeah, it's transitional. New boss. Bored of this transition. It does seem they've been in a constant state of transition for yeah. the last three years now. They just like just stop, just passing for the sake of it. Oh. Just make it slightly more direct. Just just a little bit more direct. Do you think he will have the same luxury as Joseph Gombau where results don't count in his first season and he can lose a bunch of games? I do, actually, yeah. Yeah? Because I think, from the board's point of view, it's probably more hassle and it's worth to replace him. Especially it's it's going to cost them financially to replace him. And who are you going to replace him with anyway? There's no obvious candidate necessarily standing out. Yes, you could go looking for somebody, but it's just going to mean more transition more consolidation, more transfers. So I think they'll just stand, stick with them, give them at least a full season uh, and see how things are looking at the end of the season. Because I thought Adelaide were continually getting better with each season. Mm. And I thought maybe this year was the year that could go one step further and you know make the grand final. But 
I don't know. I don't think I still this think... year's going to be... I don't think they'll do better than last year, to be honest. I, I think we're dismissing them too soon. It yeah. could well be that they don't develop, but I, I think it's very, very early days for Moore mm. to be judging him. It's his first coaching job as yeah. well. So, you know, not only the players learning what they want, he's learning how to, to be a coach. Yeah, as well. Yeah. Uh, I think I would be impressed if Adelaide gave him all season. I think he deserves it. Uh and there's no promotion, there's no relegation. Yeah. Which is, I think, the mentality as well that Central Coast Mariners have adopted in the, their approach. is like, well, what's the worst can happen? We come bottom of the league. Yeah. Everybody predicts us to be bottom of the league, so let's go and at least entertain while we're doing it. Mm. I think Adelaide have possibly got a similar viewpoint in that we've got a, a boss here who could be the next great thing. Let's give him a shot. And if it doesn't work out, then we just don't make the finals. And that's and the Adelaide philosophy, the way of the way that they're playing this sort of Spanish tic attacker It just it is where Perth beat them. You know, they they had so much more possession. I, I'm not sure what the stat is, but Perth, Perth with tic attacker No, <laughs> far from it. Get it, get it, give it. Fifty-nine percent possession and wow. made five hundred and twenty-five passes. Completed passes. I'm, I'm surprised it was it was as <laughs> as, as few as fifty nine percent. That's that's pretty dominating when you've been beaten three one. Well, <laughs> but um, Isaias, I think he made one hundred and eleven passes in in this game, which is the highest of uh, of the A League so far. Julbich was the most for Perth, who won the game three one, and it was thirty. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was just a complete contrasting style of play and I think that's a bit of a blueprint on how to beat Adelaide this season uh, Garcia I thought I thought was brilliant you know when the ball broke to him he was he was the man putting the ball through and, and those and, and, two crosses for the goals that were quality mm, balls excellent so and do more of that Richie less tackling and yeah. I love the uh, when a player breaks through and there's just open space like the first goal you don't see it enough in the no, A-League I think I don't know what because like, you know the defences are really playing deep these days so you don't have that much space but mm. I just love that guy in open space running through and being one on one with a keeper and seeing how Let's they pick a spot. you know what's going to what's going to be happening very good alright actually quick one um, Adelaide's top goal scorer own goal Owen <laughs> <laughs> goal Owen Owen oh we've not said Owen for that that was what yeah. we were on last year Owen, Owen goal um, yeah so um so let's hope that Brisbane Raw score an OG next week, and and they can it, it can be in for the Golden Boot. Um, tomorrow night or tonight, probably by the time you listen, will be uh, FFA Cup time, and uh, this game is going to decide where the the final is going to be held, which uh, in an unexpected twist by the FFA will almost certainly be in Melbourne. <laughs> Unless Hume City can pull it off, in which case we're going to punish the NPL side by making their Fans travel all the way to Perth. So, once again, nobody's happy apart from Melbourne Victory fans. Yeah. I suspect. And Foxtel. And Foxtel. Yeah. And Khan has a chat. Yes. Who with? Lou Asevsky. He's the coach of Hume City. He's a former player. And uh, he's. Um, I've been following Hume City's progress since the round of 32. And, uh, yeah, he's... Um, he was talking to us from the middle of Hurricane Patricia, I think. Yes, and while I was in uh, 
severe uh, suffering through severe back pain. Asperger blushes and cuts you out. Right. Please, mate. Excellent. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> the listeners, let's, thank you. Let's uh, hear from Lou. Let's hear from him. Sounded like he was—he had his head stuck out of a car window, Ace Ventura style. <laughs> um, Tongue lolling in the breeze. Yeah. Dog one side, <laughs> Lou Ventura sticking his head out the other. Um, well, um, uh, hopefully that um, that came through um, okay in the uh, in, in the audio. Didn't um, ruin your ears too much, um, but it was a really nice insight into um, the Hume uh, City manager. And um, and his preparations ahead of the Melbourne Victory game tonight, tomorrow night. Uh, excellent. Well, um, let's leave it there. It's, um, it's got, there's a, a lot of football on this week. Uh, FA Cup tonight. Uh, Joey's will take on Nigeria Go on Thursday Joeys. morning. Go the Joey's. Come on, you Jews. Watch it on SBS. Also available to stream online. Um, and then we've got Melbourne City, Newcastle Jets, the Friday night game. Central Coast Mariners, Sydney FC, early Saturday. Brisbane Raw, Adelaide United, the main event on Saturday night. Wanderers versus Glory Sunday. And due to the Melbourne Cup, we've got Victory versus um, the soon-to-be-caught, the, the former A-League team, Wellington Phoenix. And that's on Monday night. So, um, Carl, thanks for coming in, mate. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yes, Kevin. Well, pleasure yeah. as always. Thanks for hosting me. Thanks for tuning in, as always, and we will speak to you next week. Bye.
Thank you.